0: Amen. Matthew, the 17th chapter. Matthew 17, verses 14 to 21. Matthew 17, 14 to 21. Father, we just thank you for, for your word. Thank you for the way it illuminates our path, lights up our lives, causes burdens to be lifted off our shoulders, destroys yokes, strengthens us, Heavenly Father, and the many other things that your word does thank you because it's the sword of the spirit with with which we stand against our adversary uh enemy satan we give you all the praise and glory for the authenticity of your word for your word is settled forevermore thank you father in jesus name amen matthew 17 14 to 21 and and when they had come to the multitude a man came to him kneeling down to him and saying lord have mercy on my son for is an epileptic and su- suffers severely for he often falls into the fire and often into the water so i brought him to your disciples but they could not cure him then jesus answered and said "O faithless and perverse generation how long shall i be with you how long shall i bear with you bring him here to me and jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the child was cured from that very hour then the disciples came to jesus privately and said why could we not cast it out so jesus said to them because of your unbelief for assuredly i say to you if you have faith as a mustard seed You will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Amen? uh, uh, There are principles in that story that apply to life, generally. The disciples had been with jesus they had been taught by jesus Uh, they had ministered with jesus and on this particular day a man brought his son who was sick who was ill uh, to the disciples the disciples prayed as they had been taught to pray but nothing happened to the son the son continued to suffer from the epilepsy that the bible says he suffered from And the man finally got audience with Jesus and took his son there. And Jesus rebuked the demon that was the cause of that particular uh, sickness, that particular um, 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 condition that the son found himself in. And the boy was healed instantly that same hour. And the disciples wondered, why couldn't we do it? We did the same thing. We, we prayed how he prayed. He taught us to pray. So why couldn't we deal with the circumstance? Why couldn't we deal with the challenge? And so they went to Jesus and asked, well, why couldn't we do it? Why couldn't we do what you did? Why couldn't we cast it out? And Jesus said to them, well, it was, it's simply because of your unbelief, or as one translation would say, your lack of faith. Because, you see, if you have faith as a mustard seed, he says, you can say to this mountain, be removed and, and, and be cast into the sea or, or move, uh, move here, and the mountain would do exactly that because of your faith. And then he says, as he ends, however, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. What are the principles there? In this case, it was a, a man whose son was sick but it could have been any other thing any other challenge any other circumstance that we are faced with any other mountain that is before us and so this mountain before them the disciples did what they knew to do but then nothing happened it didn't change it didn't move it didn't disappear the circumstances were still the same but then those circumstances are taken to jesus and He speaks to the mountain, speaks to the circumstances. The mountain moves, the circumstances change. The healing in that case comes. And the disciples are wondering, well, why couldn't we do that? And Jesus says to them, it really is a function of your faith. Now, what was Jesus saying? Very simply, the currency of the kingdom of God is faith. The Bible says in Hebrews 11 verse 6, without faith, without this trust in God, without this reliance on God, without believing God for who he says he is and that he will do what he says he will do. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. That's a heavy statement because God is saying our works won't please him, our activity won't please him. What pleases God is where someone trusts in God completely. Someone has faith in God. It says, without faith, that scripture says, it is impossible to please God. If you flip that scripture over, it would be saying, with faith, God is pleased. The more faith a person shows, the more pleased God is. And the bible says without faith it is impossible to please god for he that comes to god you and i must believe that god is that god is who he says he is he is who the bible says he is that god does what what the bible says he will do that this god that we serve is the god of the bible the bible the reference book to use the the, the terminology that was used in the skit explains god to us and when we come to God, we believe that God is, that he is God. He is who he says he is, who the Bible says he is. But secondly, that he also rewards those who diligently seek him. You can't be in pursuit of God, the Bible is saying, without being, without being rewarded. But what, the Bible, what, what, what the, that scripture brings to us is that the currency is faith. And what was Jesus saying to the disciples? He was saying to them the faith that was needed to bring about this miracle, to trigger this miracle, to move this mountain, you didn't have that level of faith. And you know, if faith is a currency, then it has the characteristics of any currency. And in any kingdom, currency is spent to purchase goods. In the kingdom of God, It's not to purchase material goods. But the currency of faith is what we tender that causes heaven to respond. Can someone say amen? Amen. And and like, like in every currency, they are broken down. Every currency is broken down into denominations. And so some denominations can purchase certain things. But to purchase other things, you need larger denominations or multiples of larger denominations. And so, what you can purchase with one pound, uh, if you need more, you need probably five pounds or ten pounds. And how many know twenty pounds has more purchasing power? And how many agree that fifty pounds has a lot of purchasing power? Amen? Now, in the same way, the Bible talks about growing in faith. And that tells us that, Faith is also in levels. And there are certain things that can be purchased by the faith at one level. Purchased in inverted commas. Because it's not really purchased. It is just that it is the trigger. That trust in God. There are certain things that at one level our faith can trigger. But at another level our faith can trigger it. So the disciples, they ministered before. They had seen results before. That's why they went they approached that particular problem with boldness, expecting that the mountain would move, but the mountain didn't move. And they were surprised that it didn't respond to their prayers, their actions, and they went to Jesus, and Jesus said, it's a function of your faith. What is needed to move this mountain, you simply don't have it as faith. Amen? And so to move this particular mountain you need a lot more faith. But this is where I'm going. He then says to them, having established that principle, he attaches another principle to it that tells us that the two are connected. He says, however, this kind does not go except by prayer and fasting. What is the connection? It is very simple. The connection is the prayer and fasting builds our faith. When we are genuinely fasting and praying, you find that your faith starts to rise, especially if the fasting and praying is accompanied by the other spiritual disciplines, the study of the word, the worship of God, the meditation of the word, the confession of the word, you will find practically, and I say this from from personal experience, that the more you are praying and fasting, surrounded by these other disciplines, the more your faith rises. And I say this from personal experience. It is so true. When you start a fast, Within a few days, you suddenly find that you have the faith, the trust in God. Something happens in you. Some combustion takes place that makes you believe something that you did not believe or certainly not in the way you believed it at the start of the fast. So Jesus was saying to them, there are certain things in life They are long-standing. They are difficult. They are massive mountains. They look impossible to move. The faith level that is required to move it most of us might not have that's why it has been there for so long that's why it hasn't moved that's why it looms large in our vision as a challenge and a problem jesus was saying to them you need to up your faith level and he was saying to them what helps you up your faith level is a commitment to prayer and fasting Uh, especially with regards to that mountain. And when you surround that prayer and fasting with the discipline of the study of the Word, the confession of the Word, the meditation of the Word, and the worship of God, you just find that your faith level just rises. Amen? And I can can testify to that because I find it happens personally with me. When I embark on a fast, especially a longer fast, I just find that by by a couple of within a couple of days my faith level just rises by the end of the fast i am believing god for all kinds of things and why is that the case it is simply because the nature of a fast is that it subdues or subjugates the things that stand against our faith against our belief in god it subdues the flesh our carnal nature it subdues our natural senses that get in the way. It causes our spirits to soar. It causes our spirits to connect with God in a deeper way. And the result of that is that our faith rises. Inevitably, our faith will rise. Amen. And. You know, over the last few weeks, I've, I've studied more on fasting than I've done in my entire Christian life. And I actually feel like, my God, how come I didn't have this revelation of fasting and praying? Because it's not just fasting, it's fasting and praying. It's, pray, it's, the, it's the fasting prayer, the praying constantly while we're fasting. That causes this combustion to take place in us and suddenly we rise up from the place of prayer and we know that God can and God will. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. When we get to that point, we know that with God, nothing is impossible. The Bible, Jesus said to them, when you, when you get to that place, nothing is impossible for you to do. And I want you to know that there is nothing that God wants you to do that is impossible. We just need to connect with the power that heaven places at our disposal amen there's just something about fasting that the modern church has lost that we must gain get back and of course i know you know if you're in jesus house you're used to fasting but we are going taking it to a new dimension where we are making sure we're not just abstaining from food that in itself Believe me, it causes things to happen. But we are making sure that we are praying as much as we can, studying the Word, worshipping God, giving room for the Spirit of God because we are subjugating our carnal nature and our carnal desires and allowing the Spirit of God to reign in our lives. And then let's see what God does with it. Can someone say amen? amen? Jesus said to them, if you have faith, as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, "Move from here to there," and it will move. Amen. And I'm believing God that over the next 21 days, many of us will be testifying as to how mountains moved just because we said so by God's grace. Amen. I know in the Western world, you know, fasting is not is not is is is, is not uh, is not a priority. But the more I study the word of God, I'm amazed as to how we can talk so much about prayer and not talk about fasting. We are expected to fast. When the bridegroom was here, the Bible says, Jesus says, there's no need to fast. But once the bridegroom has gone, then then you will fast. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says, when you fast, amen, we are expected to fast. And believe me, there are amazing benefits that come from fasting and praying. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. And you know, in a practical sense, you don't really need to eat as much as you eat. That's the truth. You know, I started my fast. and just saying this. I, I, usually I would not talk about my private life like that. But I started my fast a couple of days before you guys started. So for a couple of days, I haven't had any solid food whatsoever. Just drink, a few, drink one or two things in the evening. That's literally it. But how many know that I I don't look like I'm going to collapse here? Yeah? Don't I look okay? Yeah? I'm I'm very okay. I shook hands with the entire church and I'm standing without the food. So the truth is that we don't need all this food that we eat. It just feeds our flesh. Now, I'm not saying that you fast forever. But I'm saying that we are called to live a fasted life. And that's a trigger to move things in the heavens. Amen? Amen? So please, as we go on this fast, I want to encourage you to press in. Let mountains move. Let's have testimonies. I believe that if we can get the church in in the United Kingdom to fast and pray, we will see the revival that we want. Amen? I believe so with every fiber of my being. If If we can subjugate the God of our bellies and put it in its place for a season... We will see amazing things happen in our lives, and I believe that this next 21 days will be an amazing testimony. And the General Overseer has called the whole of Redeemed Christian Church of God into a 50-day fast. So, our uh, 21 is just halfway, and then we kick into the rest of the fast. And I just want to encourage you to to challenge God, test it, see if it works. Set yourself to fasting and praying, to the study of the word, the confession of the word, the meditation of the word, and let us challenge God and see what God will do. I am expecting an abundance of testimonies to come forth. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. amen. And so we, we kick off our fasting tomorrow. Um, uh, the the, the Redeemed Fast will kick in next week, Monday, so we would have done a week before we join. Um, that fast, and um, we, we, we've, had, we've made sure we've created ample opportunity for us to be praying in that period because, you know, just fasting without prayer is just slightly better than some some, some form of dieting. Yeah, and, we, you know, I mean, yes, you will lose weight physically, but we're more concerned with what happens to you spiritually. So, for this period of the fast, 21 days, um, as, is, as is usual when we fast here, we create a framework and you, you find yourself in the framework. So at one end of the spectrum, are those who, will, uh, not, those who will break their fast at 6 p.m., that's the basic level here at Jesus House, that you abstain from food till 6, basic level, yeah, from 12 midnight till 6 p.m. How many know that? For you, that's pretty straightforward isn't that so yes no of course it is for you yes that's 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 basic for you oh yeah 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 of course you're in Jesus house that's basic for you and, and then at the other end of the spectrum are those who are abstaining from from food for the 21 days yeah people like doc they have no choice they relate no choice uh, Bola, no choice. They abstain from food for 21 days. They'll be very okay. They look better from abstaining from food for 21 days. No food at all. Just praying and petitioning in the heavens. You know, when you fast like at abstaining from food, you actually are shocked as to how much time you spend around food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yesterday, um, you know, I, because I, I couldn't eat, there was time, so much time. You're amazed as to just thinking about the food, getting the food from the fridge, preparing the food, all that time committed to praying. It, 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 it just totally transforms your life. So that, at that extreme, and then we're encouraging people to find themselves within this framework. Yeah? Of course, we also say to people, um, if you're on medication, you must get a doctor's advice. If you're a nursing mother, we can find ways for you to participate in the fast without, without abstaining from food. Um, and, and, and then we have all the prayer slots that we've arranged. So 12 midnight to 1, 1 a.m. Via, via the webinar, you want to join a praying community to pray the midnight prayer, 12 to 1. Um, you, the, it'll be up on the screen, the webinar link. All you have to do is go, into, you know, go onto, the, onto the link and join a praying community, 12 to 1. 5.30 to 6.30 in the morning, one hour. If you notice, they're all one-hour slots, and that's intentional. Um, we kind of feel there's something significant about the hour that Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he's his, his encouraging his, his, his disciples, whether asking them to tarry with him for one hour. And so we've created one hour slots all through the 21 days. So 5.30 to 6.30 via the webinar as well, you can, in the comfort of your homes, join a community that's prayed, and, 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 and then Uh, 10 a.m. every single day here in Jesus' house. That's a live prayer on the site. Uh, For those of you who can, you might have control of your time, and you can come 10 to 11, 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. That's lunchtime prayer. You're not eating, so you have your lunch free. So don't go and walk around Westfield. You can do that after the fast. That lunchtime is dedicated to prayer. And we're going to try and make sure that we can... Uh, get people to be able to link in from their offices so you can find a quiet corner and then be able to pray um, because you can join us here those of us here who are praying and then at 7 p.m every single day we'll start with an invocation of the holy spirit for 15 minutes and then for 15 minutes i will teach a basic principle of meditation and then we will practice the meditation Because every single day of the 21 days, uh, I will share a scripture on Cornerstone. And if you're not connected to Cornerstone, if the multimedia puts up the link for Cornerstone, then you can connect to it. I will share a scripture that God has laid on my heart concerning God's sovereignty. Uh, And then we will meditate on that scripture all day. And at 7.15 to 7.30, we'll actually meditate on that scripture together. Uh, meditation is an art that has been lost in the church. We must recover it. It's not the preserve of feist and religions. No. It is, it is really the church that owns that space. And we must recover it. And then 7.30 to 8.30, we'll pray for one hour. Amen? Does that make some sense? Yeah, yes? You, you sound subdued. Okay, who wants to be a millionaire? I knew that would get you awake. Come on. Come and find God first and find, um, there's, a, there's a quote Miles Monroe made about how life is not, uh, you know, life is not chasing the things. Uh, life is chasing God. You get life and then the things are a byproduct. Something along those lines. Amen? So let's focus on God and let's believe that these 21 days we will have testimonies about the sovereign God. Uh, amen? That God will show himself mighty. Uh, that many of us will testify that the impossible became possible, that mountains moved, that circumstances changed, that things turned around. Amen? You see, we must believe God that he can do the impossible. That's why I believe God that there will be a spiritual reawakening in this nation. I believe it with every fiber of my being, but I know it is not going to happen naturally. I know that as we commit ourselves to praying and fasting, we'll see an outpouring of the Spirit of God. How many say amen to that? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Give God a clap of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Amen. 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 amen.